Welcome to I Missed It, the show where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan, and I've seen this one. (laughs) I'm Brittany, and I've missed it. And uh, this is our uh, end of season one, beginning of season two special interlude episode. We're taking a little break from Buffy, just for the moment. It is a behemoth. There are literally hundreds of episodes, and next week... We will be back with the premiere of season two of Buffy, but we're taking a break. Yay. And not even from Buffy, but from television entirely. We went through a lot of movies to discover one that I've seen that you have not. Yes. That was harder to do than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You've seen a lot of movies. Yes. There's a lot of movies that you've seen that I haven't. There's a lot of TV you've seen that I haven't. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to stay kind of in the same vein of Buffy, the fantastic, sci-fi, weird creature, monster, all of that, um, but be decidedly not Buffy. Yeah. And we found one because somehow Brittany has never seen Shaun of the Dead. Nope. Do you know what this movie's about? I think the zombies. It is about about zombies. It's about all I know. It is about zombies. Do you know who's in this movie? No. Is it by the same people who did Hot Fuzz? It is the same people who did Hot Fuzz. It is Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Okay. Um, They wrote it and then Edgar Wright directs it and Simon Pegg stars in it. Um, Simon Pegg is, uh, do you know who that is? I mean, his name sounds familiar. He's he's the guy who did Hot Fuzz. He's the guy who did uh, The End of the World. I've never seen either of those movies either. Oh, man. He was also in the Mission Impossible movies. He was Benji in those, and he still is. Sure. Um, he's also... He was in The Boys, the TV show, uh, Amazon's anti-superhero show. You didn't watch that. No. I watched it. He was in Ready Player One. We saw that, yes. Yes, we did. Um, he is... Uh, Buck in Ice Age. Okay. Um, he's also Scotty in the new Star Treks. Okay, that would be where I know him from. So everything else I haven't seen except that's Ice true. Age. <laughs> Let's see. We're looking. This is kind of a IMDb rabbit hole here. He was the voice of Reepicheep in the Chronicles of Narnia: The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I did not know that, and that makes me happy. He was in something called Spider Plant Man. Yeah, he's done a <laughs> lot of. Uh, uh, there's another short danger. Fifty thousand zombies. Uh, Funky Pete. He was in Sex and Lies. He's done a lot. He was in Band of. He was in Band of Brothers. He was in Spaced. He's done. He's done a lot. The tagline is very simple. It's a man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse. Um, this is a zombie movie. It is hilarious, and that's pretty much all there is to it. I assume very fitting because of coronavirus and people comparing it to a zombie apocalypse yeah we could talk about that later too but yeah so we'll uh we'll see about this 
was when was the last time you watched an actual zombie movie? When we went to go see Zombieland Two. Oh, that's right. Yes, but Zombieland Two. This is a this is a little different. Uh, for starters, uh, it's set in England. Gotcha. So that's good to know ahead of time. I don't think there's anything else you really need to know ahead of time. This movie is 16 years old at this point, so we'll see how well it holds up. I remember the violence, the staged violence, the the killing, the zombie stuff, the whatever you want to call it. I remember it being good, but slightly campy. And Like I rem- most zombie movies like, are. Well, but in more in the vein of, like, in Zombieland, you kind of expect that they're going to do all these crazy kills and everything, and it's kind of meta. And this, it's, again, it's kind of crazy. It's just what they have around, and it's meta. But it's not like Night of the Living Dead or anything like that. That's like a, that's a funny phrase, a serious zombie movie. <laughs> right. I don't, the only zombie movie that I think I've ever seen are the Zombieland movies. Okay, yeah. Well, here we go. Something completely and totally different. All right, for those of you watching along at home, uh, pause your Buffy watch. Uh, you can get Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it looks like one of three places. Uh, it looks like it's on the Stars channel or the Stars app. I guess I should also mention this is the middle of April right now when I'm saying this, but uh, it looks like it's on Stars. Uh, looks like um, you can rent it on Amazon for like four bucks, uh, or you can call up that old college buddy that you used to watch all those awful movies with, and I bet that person has a copy. Somebody out there does. One of your friends has a copy of this movie. Ask about it on Facebook. Say you miss it. Don't say you haven't seen it. You might get ridiculed. I'm not going to ridicule Brittany for this because we, we like very different movies. Yes. I mean, and I didn't watch Star Wars since I started dating you. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. Of this but show. I've seen that. I know. But that's a whole it. other episode. <laughs> you have no longer missed it. No. Alright, so time to watch Shaun of the Dead 2004. Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, I'm. Gratuitous like score, <laughs> zombie movie. Yeah. Funny violence. Some good one liners. Should be Great. a good time. Yay. Anything you could want in a movie. Yeah. So, Shaun of the Dead from 2004 with Simon Pegg. It's okay. We're going to go to the Winchester, have a pint, and wait for all of this to blow over. So, what's the plan? Take on, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? And we're back. So that was Shaun of the Dead. I have watched the movie. You have I've, seen the movie. I've no longer missed it. You've no longer missed it. What'd you think? It was. Um, it is okay. It was a zombie movie. As advertised on the box. Yeah. I didn't realize that his name was Sean. I just thought it was called Sean of the Dead just because. So Sean of the Dead came out in 2004. It is rated R for zombie violence slash gore and language. And that's it. There was gore. There was violence. And oh boy, <laughs> there was language. Yeah. Some language that uh, you'd see again today, and some language that you most certainly would not use. Yeah. I made a note that Ed says the N-word. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he just dropped that one once. They probably have other takes of that line, too. 
I'm sure. Because he's just a one-shot throwaway line. He stands up out of the car and shouts something out of the car. Yeah. Like, he also says the C word, which, like, I don't have a problem with, but a lot of people do, and they don't use it in film now. No, they wouldn't use that. No. He says that a lot. Yeah. He, but he also doesn't really use it. Derogatorily. Yeah, he just kind of uses it as a, almost like, hey, y'all. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not like really I what use... it's for, but it's like, dude. Yeah. Or pe- like, that's what he it's used as. It's not used as a derogatory tor- term. It's just a word in his vocabulary because that's what his vocabulary is. Yeah, I mean, it's like the word bitches. Like, people use it as, like, a term of endearment a lot. I can't. No. Like, women do. Yes. That's how this works. What is it rated on IMDb? Uh, IMDb gives it a 7.9 out of 10 uh, with 493,000 ratings. And as of this recording, it is number 574 most popular uh, on IMDb. However, I'm a little curious here. Can I check the trend? No, I can't check all of the trends. But that is down 186 spots since last week. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit moving on. It is right now April 14th. Uh, this of episode 2020. Of 2020. Um, there's some things happening in the world right now. And um, I didn't know how much Shaun of the Dead was going to feel like what's happening right now. Right. I didn't see that coming. But that would explain the uh, surge in popularity for Shaun of the Dead, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I saw it coming, but that was just because it's a zombie movie and, you know, COVID-19 or coronavirus or whatever you want to call it has been compared to the zombie apocalypse. I had a student the day, our last day of school, tell me that it was a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, no, honey, no. No. You're you're eight, but no. Yeah. I mean, how how else are you going to process this, I guess? I I mean, it's... My students already have trauma, and this is just adding to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it's a 7.9 on IMDb. It's a 76 on Metacritic. I mean, that's probably right around where I would put this movie. It's not a perfect movie. It's not the greatest movie of all time. It's kind of a cult classic. Or it's in the vein of such things. I'm sure it will end up being. Yeah. So, what did you think? Somewhere around there? Yeah, I gave it a seven. 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 There you go. That's not too bad. I don't hate it, but I like Zombieland better. And Zombieland had uh, two things that Shaun of the Dead did not have. Uh, Emma Emma Stone? Well, I was just going (laughs) to say an A-list cast. Not to say that these guys in Shaun of the Dead were bad, but they were not A-list celebrities. They've never won an Oscar. (laughs) Right. Also, uh, I looked this up because I was interested. You want to take a guess on what the budget was to make that movie, Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I have no idea. In 2004? I have no idea. Six million. That's probably less than what they paid Emma Stone to be (laughs) in Zombieland. Right. Um, And it made 30 million at the box office. I guess Zombieland is the closest thing we can compare this to, probably. I mean, like, that's the only zombie movie that I've seen. All right, so if we look up the Zombieland budget, Zombieland was made for $23 
$1.6 million. And that seems actually less than what I would have anticipated. And the estimated budget for Zombieland 2 is somewhere between 42 and $48 million. Yeah. I mean, can, do you now, Zombie- know how much they had to pay those four actors? Right. Um, now, Zombieland, the first Zombieland, like, it cost them that much to make, but then it did end up grossing over $100 million. So it did make its money back. Zombieland 2, also a commercial success, made back $122 million. Um, but Shaun of the Dead did make 500% back of what it cost to make. So that's not bad. Yeah. And it did then let uh, Simon Pegg make a couple other movies like Hot yeah. Fuzz. Right. And eventually The World's End. Yeah, I don't I've never seen any of those movies, but I know about Hot Fuzz. Yeah, maybe Hot Fuzz and World's End will be ones we'll be watching in the future. But let's talk about Shaun of the Dead. I probably haven't actually watched this movie in four or five years, I want to guess. Maybe college, somewhere in there. I don't remember. I've never seen it. So So I'm going to guess it's. Never watched it. I'm going to guess it's probably been four or five years. And I actually remembered a decent amount more than I thought I was going to, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered more smaller details than I thought I would. I forgot just how much swearing there is. There is a lot of swearing. Yeah, I mean, it's rated R. It's rated R for yeah. language. So that's what you're going to get. Right. All right, so for those of you at home, uh, we're going to assume that you have since paused your podcast to go watch this movie. Or you've seen it already. Or you've seen it already. <laughs> And if you've seen it already, you should go watch it again. If you haven't seen it yet, you should really watch it. It's only an hour and 35 minutes, hour 40. It's not that long. That's, we only had to pause it twice for the baby, so. That's not bad. You know, that's two episodes of a TV show. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Take a night off from binging. Some of the things that I did remember, um, especially at the beginning, the camera work that they do... They do a lot of long establishing shots, long tracking shots. Mm-hmm. Like, they follow Sean walking from his flat out the door, past the soccer kid, past the car, past the the guy on the bike, the homeless guy, and then into the shop. He buys his stuff, he pays, and he reverses it. Yeah. Then they do yeah. the exact same shot, but post-zombies. Right, which I think it's... I wrote down that I thought it was really weird... How he can walk the same way every single day and still trip over the same thing every single day. Well, he's not the smartest person. But, like, eventually you just don't trip over it anymore. You think so, right? (laughs) I was very confused by that. But there's that, and then there's, like, the shot of Sean walking through his flat in the early morning, and it's his shuffling gait, and then it pans up, and he's just Mm -hmm. sleepy. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things like that where it's very firmly tongue-in-cheek and, hey, maybe we're all a little bit zombie. Yeah. The foreshadowing at the beginning was really nice. I thought they did that really well. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I enjoyed it. Like, everyone, they had zombie qualities and it was a lot of foreshadowing. Not in a annoying way. You know how some things foreshadow and they just, like, beat you over the head with it? Yes. This was, like, like clever. 
like with a cricket bat over a zombie's head. Yes. Like that. Like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way a lot. I don't feel that way with this movie. The no. writing was, the writing holds up. I mean, mm-hmm. apart from some of the words and choices that they wouldn't make now. But apart from that, the writing is still solid. The writing holds up. It's very tight. Mm-hmm. Which is not what I expected to be drawn to, how tight this movie is. Um, there's nothing extra in this movie, which is saying something because I think it very easily could have a lot of extra stuff. Right. It, it could. Like, even the moments where, you know, you thought it was just going to be a... Uh, they could have just this extra thing in there, and they go that direction, and then all of a sudden it means something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was... Thinking specifically of the moment with uh, Phil in the car, um, played by uh, Bill Nighy, very brilliantly. And that man had like three days of work on this set, too. He was in like, he walked in the shop at the beginning, and then he was at the house, and then he was in the car, and then he was done. Yeah. But he uh, starts having this little like side conversation with Sean and it feels like it's going nowhere and it's just extra and then it turns on a dime and it's this very deep emotional moment that also that Bill Nighy and Simon Pegg just act the crap out of. Yeah. I mean, I wrote that. It got real for a hot minute. (laughs) Yeah. And it does it again later, too. With the mom? No, between him and Ed. Oh, yeah, at the very end. Yeah. After Ed's been gotten. Yeah. It gets... Real for a hot minute. Yeah. And, and then, I wrote down comedies can have a, f- a few real moments when the actors are actually good. Yes. It does help for the actors to actually be good. Yeah. Because if they're just funny, it doesn't work. Yes. Uh, it's kind of the same thing when you just when you have dramatic actors who host SNL. <laughs> and then it's yeah. terrible. And they're like, um, you're just going to kind of stand here read a couple things and everyone else is going to be funny around you. Yeah. Like when what they did with Gal Gadot or whatever her name is. No, I really liked those real moments. Yeah. It's very, it's very heartfelt during Mm -hmm. it. And it like switches really easily too. Mm -hmm. Like it like is pure comedy switches, has that real moment and then immediately switches. Mm -hmm. Like it's not prolonged or. You just you don't like wait for it to switch. It just does right away. Like it's a really it's really good beats in between everything. Yeah, it's incredibly well structured. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly well shot and edited. Mm -hmm. There is the uh, the montage bits at the beginning Mm -hmm. of him making food and getting ready for his day. That happens, Um, but they go from these montages, these very quick cutaways, and overblown sound effects and he's ready for his day and then we get like a a full 90 second panning shot tracking him you know where he's going next right or we also get the really really good writing slash editing i'm not sure which one came first of every single time a tv is on and they're (laughs) flipping through the channels And every single time, it's very well done and very well written. The first line leads into the second channel, and that line, and it leads into the next one. And it's like news to sports to news to discovery, and it keeps leading into the next thing. Yeah, yeah. That was really well done. It is really well done. But those, like, really fast cutaway shots you mentioned that you think iZombie got that from Shaun of the Dead. And then I was, every time I saw it, all I could, my brain just went to... 
I zombie. I zombie, and mm-hmm. there's no way that they didn't get it from. Oh, it's this. gotta be. It's gotta be because it's also like thinking about it. There's a bunch of stuff that it seems to have. I ta- zombie is taken from mm-hmm. this. It's interesting because iZombie didn't really take a lot from Zombieland. No. At all. No. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Shaun of the Dead, it's... Uh, I, I don't like saying cult classic because this movie is only 16 years old and yeah. it did financially well. A lot of yeah. times the cult classics are one that ones that... Uh, I think like Rocky Horror. Yeah, that didn't do super well, that didn't make a ton of money, but had quality to them, and yeah. and people still know them and love them. But this is the modern zombie movie. Like, this is what you hold up as, no, this is the zombie comedy movie. Yeah, Zombieland and Zombieland 2 are good, and they have a lot of the same qualities. They're very funny, they're well-written, they're tight. Um, they have just enough meta, wink-wink, nudge-nudge to them. And they're financially successful. They're great, mm-hmm. too. But they're not this. Yeah. They're... I mean, when you think of iZombie, you, th- you know that Liv is the main character. Yes. But when you're actually, like, in, just in thinking about it, there's a lot of similarities between Sean in Shaun of the Dead and Major. Yes. And a lot of similarities between Ed and Ravi. I wouldn't say a lot, but, like, that dynamic. The dynamic, the friend dynamic is there, yes. Yes. That is similar. Ravi is a doctor. Yes. I mean, the character of Ravi is is much, is a lot different, but, like, the dynamic between Major and Ravi Mm -hmm. and Sean and Ed. But, like, I'm just thinking of Major is a lot like Sean and Sean of the Dead. Yeah. Just... More ripped and more CW pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's the CW. Yeah, if, the, if you get if you have the opportunity to get Robert Buckley, you get Robert Buckley. <laughs> if you haven't watched iZombie, it is a CW show. Pretty sure you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I think that's where we watched it. Yeah, uh, there's I think five seasons, mm-hmm. and it just ended. Yeah, it just ended. It is uh, worth the watch. The show changes dramatically at the end of season two. It's so good, Because the first two seasons, um, they're trying to keep zombieism a secret, so you get that. After that, zombieism is out. Or maybe not the end of season two. Somewhere around that time. Yeah. Season Season three, somewhere in there, the show... It's like halfway. Yeah, tonally the show switches. And instead of it trying to be a cop story, it becomes super meta- uh, with some with some touching moments. The actors are very very good. Yes, it is very well acted yes. as well, especially for a CW show where there's usually yeah. one or two or three weak links, and this one didn't really have any. No, I mean it has um, what Rose Byrne is that her name? Yeah, who plays Liv? Yeah, and then I think that's her name. Robert Buckley, who was in One Tree Hill, Ali Mashaka, and then. Whoever played the guy who plays Ravi, and then the guy who plays oh um, no, uh, not Rose Iver, Rose or I said Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, it's Rose McIver. Okay, my bad. Um, I don't know who Rose Byrne is, but Rose Byrne, my is, bad. <laughs> Rose Byrne is from Neighbors. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> I bet a lot of people are out there shouting, "No, she's in this other thing." Yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> I really enjoyed the Neighbors franchise. As do I. 
Seth Rogen doesn't always get it right. When he does, it's hilarious. And we get post-rehab Zac Efron. Also true. <laughs> the guy who put Clive, that's his name. Babineau. Uh, Malcolm Goodwin. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in that show is just so good. The guy who plays Blaine is probably my favorite. David Anders. Yeah. He's probably Blaine. my favorite. Anyway... So this uh, Shaun of the Dead watch has kind of devolved into zombie talk, but we're not going to get to do that any other time, so that's fine. We can talk about other zombie things we've liked. Yeah, and we both have seen iZombie, so it's not like we can do a podcast on iZombie. Right. No, this is our, our, hey, iZombie's pretty good, and you should watch it. It's so good. The end is actually, like, a really good series finale. Yeah, yeah, it's, they actually... I don't want to say they get it right, because it doesn't feel like they got it right. But, but they I don't like, get it wrong. <laughs> they don't get it wrong, and I like it. Yeah. It's very easy for TV shows to just get it wrong, mm. and they don't get it wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah. Back to Shaun of the Dead. All right, so some other, some like smaller details that I did remember. I did remember Bill Nighy as Philip, and I did remember that he was very good for the four days of work he had. I don't know who that is, but I know um, he played. I know who he played, but I don't think Bill I Nighy? know who that man is. You don't know who that. You no. don't know who Bill Nye is. No. Hold on, hold on. IMDb is our friend on this show. He was in Love Actually. I hated that movie. Okay, he was uh, Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, uh, okay. He um, did look kind yeah, of familiar. He's done a zillion things. Things. Anyway, I remembered Bill Nye. He is very good as Philip. Um, I remembered um, the bit at the beginning. Of Sean's red pen leaking in his shirt. Yeah. Like, that really stood out to me for whatever reason. Well, they say it multiple times in the film that, hey, you've got red on you. Yes. Multiple times. Yes. Like, by the third time I wrote it down. Yes. So. Yeah, because he just goes from pristine white shirt to just real banged up by the end there. Well, I mean, he got hit in the head with a dart. Yep. He did get a, a headband out of the deal. Yeah, he just tied his tie around his yeah. head. Yeah, I assume that's what it was supposed to be. I don't know if it was actually the tie. Yeah, that's what I assumed Oh, was he was. still wearing the tie? No. No, he I had don't the think tie so. Out. Oh, another moment that I remembered was when the two groups of six people meet. Yeah, that was really and nice. And they walk, and they're the same, but they're not the same, and it's great. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was, was really, really it was good. The guy who, oh my gosh. I can't remember what his name is, but he played um, Watson in Sherlock. Martin Freeman. There we go. Martin Freeman. Yeah. I don't think he's credited in this, actually. Oh, nope, he is. Martin Freeman is credited for this movie. As Declan. As yeah. Declan. I think he said literally two words. He um, said hey, or something like that. So, and that was uh, Chris Martin. The musician? Yeah, I, I, I wrote Chris that down. Martin. I said, thank you, Coldplay. Yeah. Coldplay showed up, because why not? I know, I really liked that. I liked the second group. It was it was good. That was a really good <laughs> really good thing. Yeah. Like, that might have... Maybe that's the extra. Like, you didn't have to do that. But Yvonne comes back at the end. Yeah, she so came back at the end, so it, we at works. least have to see her. Yeah. We at least have to know that she was not a zombie mm-hmm. because otherwise it's like oh where where did you come from yeah and how do we know that you are alive yeah one thing that i thought it was like a really subtle thing but i thought was kind of funny was the bar sign they were leaving the bar after um 
he got dumped and the bar sign said, please leave quietly. <laughs> yes. Yes, they got just enough of a shot of it that you knew it was purposeful. Yeah. That somebody said, hey, we have to make sure that sign shows up in the movie. Yeah. I thought that was funny. That was very good. There were so many tiny little nods like that. Yeah. Right. Um, the phones were so early 2000s. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, lower to mid-class 2004. Yeah, that's what that was. Everything right. about this was very early 2000s. They got it smack yeah. on. Yes. And talking about getting it smack on, I assume that that is what London life is and slang and how they speak and all of that. It seems like they got it right. I'm going to assume they did. They talk really fast, so either that's how they speak or they watched a lot of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but not for the accents. Not for, they were just like, we got to speak fast. Let's watch this. <laughs> I wrote down, is that what guys do when they get dumped? Do they go to a bar, get drunk, come home, and pretend to be DJs? <laughs> I know what the stereotypical thing is for women to do when they get dumped. I've I've never been around another dude when they get dumped. Is that what happens? Uh, go somewhere, get <laughs> drunk. Usually, and yeah, doing that and then ending up doing something stupid or something dumb. Yeah, that's probably par for the course. Okay. The house DJ party with two people is... Probably not hugely accurate, but it does up the the sad factor. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Right. It also let them wear baseball caps sideways. Yeah. It was great. I was just confused. And then they used the records as weapons, and they yeah. couldn't hit. They couldn't hit anything. It was a Star Wars reference. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Not blatantly but it was sure it was they, they can't hit the broad side of a barn they the stormtroopers are notorious for they have the worst aim ever they can't hit anything even if it's right in front of them i mean i and think simon, that's... Well, well and simon Pegg is uh possibly the world's biggest star wars fan like to the point that he forced his way into the new trilogy gotcha as uh he plays the um the junker on Jakku that Ray sells salvage to and gives the rations back. And then gotcha. he tries to buy BB-8. You don't know that it's Simon Pegg unless you read the credits, but... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because he's, like, heavy makeup. He's an alien. He's, oh, I mean, just, yeah. like, Daniel Craig was, like, one of the stormtroopers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. That's the best. Yeah. But, I mean, the not being able to hit anything is just a movie thing. <laughs> because... You watch any movie and they're trying to shoot someone and they're very highly trained in shooting things, they always miss. Yeah. That's just a movie thing. Yeah, because the bad guys can't win. Correct. And apparently neither can the good guys. I really enjoyed the gore and the special effects throughout the whole thing. Like that, the whole, they like pushed the woman zombie or something. Mm-hmm. She fell on the pole thingy. Oh, the very first zombie yeah. kill. It wasn't actually a kill, but yeah. the first zombie she kill. She fell and like blood squirted everywhere. Hmm. And then she got up off of it and they shot him through like the hole in her. Yeah, it was an incredible shot. Abdomen. It was nice. It was an incredible shot. I mean, it wasn't nice. It was done well. Yes. I want to know how many tries that take took. I mean, it was probably just lots of minutes of, hey, move move this way. Yeah, they move had this to get way. it exactly right. Yeah. 
put this okay we got it and i'll put this look on your face like yeah okay we figured i'll oh, shoot the sun went behind a cloud and now it doesn't look right hold on yeah. hold for sun <laughs> um hit uh ed's i got wood t-shirt i <laughs> had forgotten that that was his costume for the entire film it's hysterical i love it it did not need to happen but it happened and he wore that shirt i want to know how many I Got Wood extra large t-shirts the costumer had to buy. I love it. I feel like it, that was just like a small detail that they were like, ha, huh, this will be funny. No one's going to pick up on it. Because it even looked like they faded it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a brand new t-shirt because it's Ed. Yeah. That was I a it. really good touch. It tells you everything you need to know about that character mm-hmm. just by looking at his shirt. It's great. Good work, costumer or whoever had the idea. Yeah. Um, there was... <laughs> they were uh, driving in the car, I think, right after getting into the first car. And they drove past an ambulance with a body bag on a stretcher. And there was a zombie trying to get out of the body bag. <laughs> yes. It was a very good touch. They do so that a funny. lot, though, in the movie. It's, hey, slow, slow shambling zombies. Cool. What happens if we just put one of these in this situation? It was so funny. Like, what happens? I think that might have been my favorite part. It was so funny and so random. It was great. Well, I guess that is important to point out the difference in zombie types because, like, we'll go back to zombie land, especially in the second one, they talk about the different types of zombies and how they move, how fast they are and everything, which is a throwback to all the different old-time zombie Mm -hmm. movies, right? But in this one... They are all stupid. Yeah. They are all slow and shambling. They all want to do the same thing for the most part. And they are attracted to the noise. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then you go to like zombies in iZombie, which are like the complete opposite. Highly intelligent. Yeah. They're they're super. As long as they're getting fed, Mm -hmm. they're basically people. Yeah. As long as they're eating and getting fed, they're people. Yeah. Except they're zombies. Yep. So, uh, they did this two times. They literally watched Philip get bitten, and then they put him in the car with them anyway. Yes. And then later, they literally watch Ed get bitten multiple times, mm-hmm. and they take him to the cellar with them anyway. Yes. What? <laughs> it's the same as, like, uh, you know, campy horror movies. Why would we go to the garage? There's a running car right there. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a trope of the movie is that they're like, yeah, no, we know this is stupid. Yeah. But they, I think an argument can be made that, at least with Philip, that they don't know better. Yeah. Because they hadn't watched anyone turn from human to zombie. Yeah. With F- Phil was the first one they watched turn from human to zombie. And yeah. then freaked them out enough that they lost their ride and were then in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like it made sense. And then later on, if really the only other ones they see are turn are Barbara, the mom. Yeah. And that's a whole scene. And she doesn't even really turn. No. They shoot her before that. Yeah. And then Ed, we don't see him turn. No. He's still human. Right. So, like, at that point, if Ed's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So... It was just, it was definitely a horror movie. Like, really? You're going to do that? Yeah. The killer's upstairs, so you're running upstairs? 
Um, I did remember that the jukebox was a factor, um, and that it would randomly play songs that were fitting. Yeah. Um, I did remember the Queen song, Don't Stop Me Now, and I do think that was like half of their budget to be able to play this song. Yeah. I said that music video, though. Yeah. Where they're running around whacking the old zombie with pool sticks. Yeah. And it'll make any sense. Um, it was it was good. Uh, the ending I remembered because you, you remember the ending of the movie with um, Ed out in the shed. Yeah, like he's chained up and he's they a kept zombie, him as a pet basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, which is wonderful commentary on humanity. I mean, literally like the most famous thing on Netflix right now is Tiger King. Yeah, <laughs> I also remembered. The bit where they're all trying out their zombie noises. Yes, the imitation of zombies was excellent. It was a great scene. Um, Nick Frost, who's the guy who plays Ed, has this throwaway line that I missed. I don't think I'd ever heard this line before where they're going through and they're all trying or whatever. And it's supposed to be like acting exercises and be the character. So you've got one girl who does pretty well. And then you've got another guy who sucks, but he's sleeping with the director so she's like, yeah, you're great. And they move on. And then Ed says, almost under his breath, no, I won't do it. I'll do it the night of. I'm like, I hate that actor. You are that actor. You didn't have to put that line in there, but you did. Thank you, Simon Pegg. It's a great line. And then he imme- and then uh, Sean immediately go- does it and is good. And they're arguing. It's a great, it's just a great scene. Yeah. I said, ugh, David, he's the worst. David's the worst. Oh my goodness. David is the worst. But also, like, his girlfriend, like, she's dumb. Yeah, no, they're not great. Like, none of the people in this movie are great people. I mean, she's not a bad person. She's just dumb. Like, if you know he loves your roommate, one, why are you living with with her? Mm -hmm. And two, why are you with him in the first place? Like... Stop. I do think it's funny that they made it the grand re- reveal of this is how this is. And things have boiled to a point that we're going to talk about it. But it's like, yeah, we kind of picked up on this. Yeah. I mean, I he says it in the point. beginning. Yeah. Well, Sean says it in the beginning. Yeah. But he, David's the worst. David is the worst. Um, I also put... This is the last thing that I have on here because everything besides COVID, um, everything else we talked about. But Sean <laughs> says something about calling Liz his girlfriend at the end, and she says, "Girlfriend, what do you something about like what are you talking about? Are you sure?" And he just looks at her and says, "You don't want to die single, do you?" <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. And it didn't make her, like, smack him or anything. She just was like, no, you're right. How do we want to kill ourselves? Yeah. Um, Oh, she's engaged. That was quick. (laughs) (laughs) That was hysterical. That's a good moment. That was really good. Um, Also, uh, go to the Winchester, have a pint, wait for all this to blow over. It was very good, um, as always. Um, But also, uh, I'm going to check if the coast is clear. And then he climbs up the <laughs> ladder in the middle of a backyard. I think it was like a pool it, thing. Maybe, it was the it was a, a, swing, slide. a slide swing set thing. 
He climbs up five steps, and the camera stays still, so yeah. you can see his feet. He looks around, it comes back down, and that's the bit. Well, and they're like, is and his face is exactly the same. It doesn't change. And then he comes down, they ask, is, is it clear? Can we go? No. Yeah. Like, his face does not change. It's great. It's so it's funny. It's great acting. It's great writing. It's great camera work. Yeah. It was really funny. Hey, this kind of, uh... This kind of feels a lot like the coronavirus, huh? Yeah. It's relevant. It's relevant. Especially because they were like, don't go see your loved ones. Yeah, don't go see your loved ones. Stay inside. No no contact. Yeah. If someone is sick, quarantine them. Or they're showing if symptoms, you, yeah. stay away. Yep, yep. You know. Yeah. Now, in that situation... Uh, and this actually ties in nicely. Um, one of the first uh, like celebrity uh, endorsements is a weird word, but I don't know. Advocating staying uh, at home for staying at home was uh, Simon Pegg, and he and Nick Frost remade the scene of the planning scene mm-hmm. from Shaun of the Dead, which might be the most famous scene from this movie. Gotcha. Like, just taken out of context might be. Like, I I heard friends talk about it being studied in film class, just that scene. Gotcha. Like, how it's constructed. And yeah, like I mean, that makes sense. Um, but uh, they remade that kind of sort of and rewrote it as the two of them recording it um, about staying home and not going out during the coronavirus lockdown and all of this stuff. It's on Twitter and YouTube. I'm sure you can find it. Um, but it's very good, but it's very funny as well. Yeah. But this whole thing is, uh, gosh, this movie's relevant. Yeah. And it's about zombies. It's a zombie <laughs> comedy, and it's really relevant to life right now. Yeah. Now, they do tell them all to stay where they are. Obviously, there were zombies breaking in their door, so maybe they shouldn't do that. Right? Use right. common sense. But, you know, the coronavirus is not beating down your door. Yeah. So stay home. <laughs> if it's still happening... Which it probably will be yeah. when this comes out. I think this is supposed to come out in a month. Yeah. Stay Sometime home. In May. I would like to start the school year in a school yeah. and not at home. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening uh, to this brief foray away from the Buffyverse. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with... Buffy Season 2, Episode 1. We'll keep on trucking with the Buffy watch uh, for the foreseeable future. Eventually, we'll throw Angel in there, too. Yeah. Not for a little bit, but... So, we're going to keep uh, keep breaking up the Buffy episodes at certain points. We'll drop a couple more like this. Um, and then, this is coming out in May. So, hopefully, uh, now or by the end of the month, we're going to record... Uh, a special uh, Patreon-only episode of I Missed It that you can find over on our Patreon at ghostlightmedia.net and all the other fine shows on the network. Go check them out. There's a bunch of exclusive Patreon content up on that feed. Every month, one of the Ghostlight Media podcasts is uploading a patreon only episode or something relevant to the show um for another path there's a 
uh, Addy one shot that's on there. Shakespeare did some stuff. I don't remember what Pet Shop did. And Imprinted Echoes is this month. And Imprinted Echoes well, is in April. April. So uh, at this point, I don't know what theirs is. But there's all sorts of extra stuff up there. Check out our Patreon. There's a lot of stuff. We really appreciate the support. This show, I missed it, literally would not be happening. Correct. Woot, woot. If you have suggestions for things we can do in these filler episodes, tweet at us. Tweet at us. What's our Twitter handle? At I Missed It Pod. There you go. Yeah, follow us over on Twitter. That'll do it for this uh, special episode of I Missed It, Shaun of the Dead Watch. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, just go on down to the Winchester, have a pint, and wait for it all to blow over. Yeah, and the gun still works. And the gun still works. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.